You're listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as Dr. David Klingler walks us through God's Word and teaches the Bible. Each episode has a study guide available in the show notes. This is Teach Me the Bible podcast. Welcome, everyone. My name is Tim Webb, and I'm here with David Klingler again for our Teach Me the Bible podcast. And David, we want to encourage everyone as they walk along with each episode, we have a a study guide so they can continue to grow daily in the Word. Uh, They can uh, get that study either by downloading the Teach Me the Bible app or by visiting our website, teachmethebiblepodcast.com. I want to also encourage them if they visit our website, we have daily devotionals that you've provided uh, Tuesday through Friday, as well as blog posts and a Q&A with you uh, to ask biblical and theological questions. So again, just being a resource for our listeners, viewers. And also some of your students and other pastors as well. Absolutely. Uh, I'm a pastor myself, and I, I value our time in the Word together. And I just want to encourage other pastors, say, hey, we're all on the same team, and we need to be encouraged. Absolutely. So uh, I Absolutely. hope they are encouraged uh, listening to this podcast and your teaching. So today, we are going to start a new letter. And, uh, what, uh, it's yeah. a great letter. I think uh, just growing up. Uh, well, I've had my seasons of rebellion, but the uh, majority of my life when I was growing up in the church and hearing, listening to the Word, reading the Word, uh, there were definitely some different viewpoints on this letter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It makes it hard to understand at times. And, and d- debated and even um, to the extent that people thinking that this letter shouldn't even be in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're talking about the uh, uh, James, the, yes. the letter of James. And and. Uh, um, and so uh, the problem that people have identified or they, they argue is that James is directly contradictory to Paul, and we'll mm-hmm, talk about mm-hmm, that when we get there. Is James contradictory to Paul? I would say absolutely not. They're saying the exact same mm-hmm. thing, um, and so we'll uh, – uh, but we will uh, we'll get there. Uh, the other uh, problem or – uh, interpretive issue that I think that we need to address right up front is that that scholarship, uh, New Testament scholars have come to the conclusion that the Book of James is the equivalent of a new of New Testament proverbs, right? Hmm. Uh, yes. That these are you know a lot of nice sayings, you know, kind of one verse standalone, kind of like mm-hmm. proverb mm-hmm. sayings, uh, and then they translate it that way. Uh, we're going to argue that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just like every other letter in the New Testament, this letter uh, is unified. It's a, it is everything in this letter fits together to address a specific situation mm-hmm. that was happening uh, in James' day. So James is writing to address this uh, mm-hmm. this letter. Who's James writing to? Now, uh, in our New Testament, we've got um, you know a couple uh, divisions. Of course, we've got the Gospels. Uh, we've got the Book of Acts and Luke Acts. You need to read together. Those go mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and. Uh, we talked about this some in the past that uh, at, the, at the seminary, um, we actually placed the book of Acts in two different places in two different programs. In the master's level program, we teach um, the Gospels together, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's in one course. The next course we call Acts Pauline Epistles. And so Acts is with the Pauline Epistles because Acts really gives us kind of the blow-by-blow mm-hmm history of Paul's ministry, at least in the 
the later chapters. Uh, and so it does make some sense to teach the book of Acts with Paul, Paul's epistles. Mm-hmm. Um, but the book of Acts is the second um, writing that, that uh, Luke writes to Theophilus. And when Luke wrote the book of Acts, he had, uh, or I'm sorry, the book of Luke, he had the book of Acts already in mind. He's, mm-hmm. you know, the things accomplished among us, just as those who are eyewitnesses and servants of the word handed them down to us. And so if you're going to understand Acts, you have to understand Acts in light of Luke. Mm-hmm. So literarily, Luke-Acts goes together. So we put Luke and Acts together uh, with the Gospels in the PhD course. Okay. And so we really do it mm-hmm. do it differently. The next section of Scripture after Acts is Paul's epistles. So this is a collection of Paul's epistles. It goes from longest to shortest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have what we call the general epistles, or maybe the Catholic. It's you know basically it's the rest of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and these are <laughs> finish it you up. know we've yeah. got the book of Hebrews. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Hebrews was uh, a bit debated. Um, um, just because of the authorship, who wrote Hebrews? Clearly, it's somebody close to Paul, and so mm-hmm. you know they kind of stick that uh, right there right. next. Yes. You know, so mm-hmm. let's put Paul's letters together, and then Hebrews. Um, some argue that Paul wrote it. I don't think that's the case, but uh, <laughs> but certainly somebody close to Paul. Let's right. put right. so let's put Hebrews close to Paul. I don't know if that's why they arranged it that way, uh-huh. but that's at least how I remember it. Right. <laughs> so so when you're thinking Hebrews. Uh, you're thinking yeah. Paul, somebody close to Paul, put that letter close to Paul. Yeah. Then we go into the James, John, Peter, Jude, mm-hmm. those uh, those books, not not in that order, but uh, mm-hmm. but those books. Um, these books are written to Israel. Now, uh, why uh, would I say that? Well, I, I think that we've got <laughs> some pretty good uh, indication for this back in Galatians chapter, uh, chapter 2, mm-hmm. that... Um, Paul is explaining uh, that um, you know he's giving his defense. He's explaining the gospel, and and uh, and so um, uh, he's there in uh, in Jerusalem, meeting with the apostles, uh, and recognizing the grace which had given, been given to me. Paul says, mm-hmm. James and Cephas and John, who were the reputed to be pillars, gave to me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we might go to the Gentiles, and they to the circumcised. Mm-hmm. So at least we need to entertain the possibility that when we have Peter and John writing to um, the church, it's possible they're writing to Jewish believers. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, this uh, this uh, raises another question about the book of James. Um, who wrote the book of James? Well, you say James. Okay, which James? That's yeah. the question, <laughs> right? Yeah. Is it uh, the, the, the James... Uh, uh, that uh, that is you know uh, martyred very early in the church you know one of the the twelve mm-hmm. or was it James the brother of Christ those are the two uh, most popular uh, views uh, if it was James one of the twelve that would put James as the earliest New Writing. Testament book yes. New Testament uh, a letter or at least one of them uh, if it was James the brother of Christ then it could be later okay mm-hmm. either way though. It is clear that James is written to Israel, mm-hmm. um, to Jewish believers. Why do we say that? Because in James chapter 1, verse 1, James, mm-hmm. a bondservant of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes dispersed abroad, greetings. Well, 12 tribes, that's not hard to figure out. Right. And dispersed, right. that's not hard to figure out. If you right. know the Old Testament story, 
if Israel was obedient, they'd be blessed in the land. If they're disobedient, yeah. uh, then the judgments of Deuteronomy 28, uh, Leviticus 26, war, yeah. famine, death would come upon them. They would be judged and they would be scattered or dispersed, mm-hmm. diaspora. They would be mm-hmm. dispersed among the nations, and certainly that's what happened yeah. in the Old Testament can, story. Can we tie this loop off in, in one sense? Since you've kind of, you basically have walked through these uh, New Testament uh, letters, um, and now you're mentioning Israel, uh, let's don't leave out Revelation. I, I, I think some people think that Revelation is written um to the church for today, and, and obviously there are some things that are going to happen, but yep. I mean, really in that last book letter, we see that really about Israel, do we not? Oh, yeah. And yes. you're sitting here going, okay, we got James, you got Hebrews, you got Peter, you got John. So uh, the, the progression that seems to be is that God wrapping up his story comes all the way back to Israel. Oh, sure it does. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you're, of, I'm yeah. hearing you say. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that, that's I didn't want to leave that one out. That, yes, mm-hmm. that's the the the, the prophets. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's the song of Moses that mm-hmm. Moses explains that uh, that the, that Israel uh, has rebelled in the past, and Moses says, mm-hmm. "You're going to rebel in the future. You're going to reject the Lord, mm-hmm. reject the rock of His salvation. You're going to go into the land." Uh, he's already told them this conquest is not going to go well. Yeah. You're not going to utterly destroy the ites. Uh, you're going to intermarry with them. And when you intermarry with them, you will follow their gods. And when you mm-hmm. follow their gods, the Lord will judge you. And uh, and so all of this has been foretold by Moses the prophet. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Israel does it. And in, in the Song of Moses, Deuteronomy chapter 32, Moses explains, you're going to go follow the gods, demons, worship the gods mm-hmm. of the nations. The Lord's going to see this, uh, and he's going to hide his face from you. Uh, he's going to see what your end will be. And then because you have provoked him to anger by going after foreign gods, mm-hmm. he will provoke you to anger to move you to jealousy by bringing the peoples of the nations to himself. Uh, we see this in mm-hmm. uh, in Jonah and in, uh, right. in um, you know the stories of Elisha and Elijah in the Old Testament that whenever Israel rebels, the gospel is carried to the Gentiles. They believe, and Israel's response is jealousy and anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is what Jonah does. And right. it's what Paul is doing. And this is what Paul is explaining is his ministry in, uh, in, uh, in Romans, uh, he, that he may, uh, he's part of the believing remnant of Israel. So not all of Israel rejects and rebels. There's always this remnant that has continued. And that's what Paul, mm-hmm. uh, identifies himself as a member of. And he's taking the gospel to Israel for the sake of the Jews so that he may win some of them. Yes. But the story is looking to the end right. when after the Gentiles have believed, now the Lord will look upon him whom they had no compassion and uh, he will have compassion upon them again when he sees their strength is gone and he will restore them for a captivity and have compassion upon them and, and gather them again to the, you know, into the land which their fathers possess and they will possess it and he will sprinkle them with water. Uh, new heart, new spirit, new covenant. Uh, this mm-hmm. is Deuteronomy chapter 30 and Jeremiah 31 and Ezekiel 36. And that's what's being discussed uh, in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. In particular, the restoration of Israel from chapters 4 through chapters 19 and the return mm-hmm. of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's a particularly relevant book uh, to the Jewish believer mm-hmm. who's being persecuted by Jewish unbelievers. In fact, two times in Chapters two and three in the book of um, Revelation, um, you know they're they're warned to um, you know about those who call themselves Jews but are not. They are of the synagogue of Satan, mm-hmm. um, and that language is used uh, all the way th- mm-hmm. through 
and that's what Israel has done. They've rejected the Lord and they've gone and joined mm-hmm. the gods of the nations. Uh, they've joined the Gentiles. And, right. and of course, they've adopted Gentile, really, theology, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, kind of brings us back full circle to the book yes. of James, that, right. the, that the Pharisees had basically adopted a a view, a religion, a, a, an approach to God that says, if you serve the Lord, and, and for the Pharisees, serving the Lord would be, if you do the law, mm-hmm. uh, then you are blessed. Well, how are you blessed? You're blessed financially. You're mm-hmm. blessed through wealth. You're blessed, blessed through power, uh, through prestige. You're a person of position. Um, so you're rich, you're wealthy, you're esteemed. Um, you're, you know, kind of sounds like the Corinthians, the mm-hmm. view, the passage, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the, the study that we just completed, that they would view themselves as strong and wise and with honor. <laughs> and the, you know, so the, if you were one of the others, the weak and the foolish and the without honor, um, then, um, you must not be serving the Lord. Look at Paul. Right. Look at Paul before his conversion and after. The Pharisee says, see? Mm-hmm. It's very easy to see that Paul was right before and he's wrong now. And by the way, that's the same thing that Job's friends say to Job mm-hmm. back in the Old Testament, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Job, you must have done something mm-hmm. uh, because God blesses those who serve him. He blesses them now and he blesses them physically and financially with health and wealth. And since your health and wealth has been taken, uh, you must have sinned, Job, what did you do? Same mm-hmm. theology, mm-hmm. same pagan theology, same theology of the Pharisees, and the same theology of mm-hmm. Job's friends, mm-hmm. which is why James is going to return to that example of Job. Uh, we mm-hmm. count those as blessed who endured, right. right? So blessing is not the, you know, the cash now. The blessing is a perfected faith. And, uh, uh, and so this is in chapter 5, verse 11. Mm-hmm. Behold, we count those as blessed who endured. You've heard of the endurance of Job and have seen the outcome of the Lord's dealings. The Lord is full com- of compassion and mercy. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, again, just like in Corinthians and uh, Job's friends, the antagonist, the in this case, the believers, mm-hmm. are, have returned to incorrect judgment system. Right? They're judging their brothers. Uh, and uh, and that's a problem. And so, if we had to use one word to kind of encapsulate the problem of James, it would be partiality. Okay. Right. Um, uh, my brethren, this is in chapter two, verse mm-hmm. one. Do not hold your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with an attitude of personal favoritism, with an attitude of partiality. A, a rich man walks in, and you assume uh, that well, he's rich. It's he's blessed. Right. <laughs> he's got to be following the mm-hmm. Lord. He's mm-hmm. got uh, and the poor man walks in and you say the opposite, right? And so um if you follow that theology, then really you can't help the poor man. He needs to shape up. He needs to he's start bottom, acting right. He's got to bottom out and turn around and he's like got to he's got to start doing the right mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. right? He's he's got to start doing the list. He's got to shape up and serve the Lord and and so in response to that um uh, this is exactly where James is going to go. He says, "Let me get this right. When the rich man walks in, and you, you know, promote him, esteem him, value him, esteem him, mm-hmm. um, dare I say, this happens in church all too often because he's a powerful, 
leader in the community. He's a successful businessman in the community. We rush to make him a deacon or an elder or whatever mm-hmm. office mm-hmm. you have in your church. Uh, but the poor man, you know, just as you know, this faithful guy that's just plugging away, you know, I don't know, working with his hands and building fence or whatever it is. He's, yeah. you know, we don't care about, yeah, no, 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 no. We're, yeah, we're not going to make him a an yeah. elder. That happens all the time because we think that, well, you know, we want to get our lawyers and attorneys and successful businessmen and political leaders and because, you know, the, that's the way of the world. Mm-hmm. And James is going to remind him, it's not the... Right. It's not the poor man dragging you into the church. It's the rich man. And we do it all the time. This partiality, yeah. it's in us. It's in our DNA. It's ingrained. It's ingrained us in us. It one. is our uh, reciprocal, if you love me, I'll love you back. If you give me stuff, I'll give you stuff. Uh, and so it's not only partiality, mm-hmm. but it's taking a bribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the book of Job um, is Satan's accusation against God that God is partial and God gives and takes bribes. And that's why Job follows him, right? Uh, and so you can't separate hmm. the partiality from the giving and taking of bribes of the reciprocality of love. We love in a reciprocal way. Mm-hmm. I don't like him because he doesn't like me. I don't treat him well because he doesn't treat me well. Treat others, you'd have them treat you. And you go, well, he, he doesn't treat me well, so I'm not going to treat him well. So it's this reciprocality kind of approach to life. It's very pagan. Um, um, and so we project that on God. Mm-hmm. We're this way. Our, our our love can be earned. Therefore, that's how God is. Yeah, we've got to God earn. In our own image. Yeah, we yeah. create God in, in our, our own, own image. image. Yeah, our own reasoning. Um, where the love of God is a one way, unconditional, at the expense of God for the benefit of the recipient. Uh, reciprocant, and so. Uh, Reciprocant, the the receiver, <laughs> the receiver, yeah, the um, one receiving the, the love, re- the one receiving. We're just making up words here. <laughs> that look on your face. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what are we talking? About? Um, uh, this is the orphan, the widow, the alien, yeah. right? Right. So you know they're over there. Israel's over there claiming they're keeping the wall and and uh, the law. And, and James is just going to point out, uh, oh, so you're keeping the law, huh? Oh yeah. Well, how's that caring for orphans and widows going? Oh yeah, we don't yeah. care for orphans and widows. And how you? How do you claim to be keeping the law if you're not caring for orphans and widows? Mm-hmm. Pure non-defiled religion is this the sight of our God and Father that you uh, care for orphans and widows in their distress and you keep ones. So uh, you're keeping that law so well. Uh, how's that uh, uh, not being partial going? Oh no, we're partial. The rich man walks in, we put him in, you know, put him in the good seat and all that. So let me get this right. Um, your theology says we keep the law, therefore we're blessed. But you don't keep the law, right? So what just happened to that blessing? Yeah. Uh oh. Poof. There it went. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, and so uh, <laughs> they think that because they keep the law, they have this assurance, then they can go make a profit. They they mm-hmm. you know they go into a city and they can make a profit. Mm-hmm. And and he says, well, what just happened to that whole? Theology, that whole expectation, that whole belief system says we have the guarantee of success because we do such and such. He says, mm-hmm. so come now, you rich, howl and uh, weep and howl for your miseries, which are coming upon you. Your riches have rotted. Your garments are marth. The, the very, you know, your riches and your, your, you know, your clothes of majesty, it's all rotted. Your gold and your silver has rusted. Just Ironically, gold and silver doesn't rust. He says, uh, there it went. There, there went. went your, uh, you mm-hmm. know, 
um, you, you claim to be um, blessed because you serve the Lord, but you got these people working for you. And uh, and and you let the sun go down with their wage still in your pocket. That's a so he's pointing out violation of the law, violation mm-hmm. of the law, mm-hmm. violation of the law, because uh, they think that they keep the law, therefore they're blessed. Mm-hmm. He says, no, no, you're blessed because you keep the law, and here's the law: you care for orphans and widows. You don't be partial. You don't mm-hmm. uh, take bribes. You help the poor man, uh, and so that's going to be central to this whole book is adjusting their theology, ensuring that they don't return, and apparently mm-hmm. some of them mm-hmm. have returned back to the theology of the Pharisees, which is a bad theology. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you say, well, if this is for Israel and for the Pharisees, uh, is it important for us? Yep, because where'd they get it? It's paganism. <laughs> paganism. <laughs> it's nothing but paganism. Now, this it is, is, is going to hurt. Yeah, oh, this yeah. Is it, this is a it's rough gonna, one because this is rough. a shot across the bow. Yeah. Um, uh, what do we actually care about? And this is going to go back to motives and mm-hmm. and uh, you know looking in the mirror and uh, recognizing we've been given mercy, but then we're unwilling to give others mercy. Uh, we don't judge ourselves in the same way we judge others. And so we become mm-hmm. judges with evil motives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we, we're... James is going to call it double sold. You're 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 saved, but yeah. you're you're unstable in all your yeah. ways. You're yeah. double sold. On the Back one hand, forth. you like it when you get mercy. Yes. On the other hand, you judge the others mm-hmm. because you don't want to give them mercy, and you turn into a Jonah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you love it when mercy comes your way. You just don't like it, and you're not going to give it to anybody else. And mm-hmm. and so this is not not any new theology. It's the theology has been running through the whole Bible. It has to be repeated in basically every book because we are stiff-necked, rebellious, hard-hearted people, just like Israel was. So uh, it wasn't that we we're like Israel. It's Israel was like us. Israel became like us. And so is this relevant to us? You bet. Why? Because we're <laughs> stiff-necked, hard-hearted, rebellion. Uh, we Stubborn. operate on a theology that says, I will give you stuff if you give me yeah. stuff. What can you do for me? Impress me, Right. Uh, if you impress me, I will love you. If you can't impress me, then I won't love you because love is a feeling and love is a response and it's reciprocal. And all of these uh, th- these these definitions are just terrible. Mm-hmm. They're just absolutely horrible and they have nothing to do with God or his character. So we're in for quite a ride. Yes, I'm just kind of holding my breath here because <laughs> James is, I, you think Paul is straightforward. This is going <laughs> to James is direct. James is direct. Yeah, James yeah. is direct, and so, right. uh, and so we're going to learn a lot about uh-huh. uh, and be reminded of the character uh-huh. of God, and and um, you know, and old James is going to reach into your chest and jerk out your heart, throw it yep. on the ground, and he's going to kick it all over Stomp the dirt for a while, and roll it around. and you're going to feel terrible. Yeah, and yeah. he says, "Don't forget that. Yeah, uh, you don't deserve anything you got. Yeah, and uh, but the Lord has been merciful to you. Yeah." And so, how then do you respond? And and yeah. so, that's the book of James. And so, yeah. that's where we're headed. And I, I just as I'm, I know we'll get there at the end of the letter. He does talk about encouraging because this is going to be this is going to be brutal. And some I don't want to push people away, but you know they need to kind of get ready. But oh, you yeah. know, there, but there is encouragement at the end of the letter. And this ministry of turning a brother back and and there's and conviction love, and all conviction, the way through yeah, and, and yeah. conviction. Uh, is good, yes. Um, because you need to be reminded that uh, you didn't come to Christ because you earned it or you thought mm-hmm. that you were good in the. Uh, yeah. But in fact, the opposite would be mm-hmm. true, right? Mm-hmm. And and so James is going to remind us yes. of uh, uh, you. You came to the Lord 
and just right. just cry for mercy, yeah. right? Um, he's going to liken it to a mirror. And you looked into that mirror. Don't be the one who walks away from that mirror and forgets mm-hmm. what you were looking at in that mirror. Right. And and so uh, it's it's convicting the whole way through, which is a reminder back to when we were saved in a kind of ironic way. It's encouraging through being convicted, which returns us back to <laughs> the our, humility. Our salvation. I, I think the humility that should be bathed through all of this, yes. uh, and us really, James. For me, just as I've read through it, walked through it, it's this humility factor that just it really puts me in my place in relation to this incredible God who loves yep. us. Yep. It just broadens the, the the gap between the holiness of God and my holiness. Which stinks, and then this huge grace mm-hmm. covering of the blood. Just man, so I, I just try not to get emotional. We walk through letters like this. Oh, because absolutely! It, it just it over uh, so it overwhelms me of this incredible love. And even as we're talking through this, uh, and we're so you know at times we get you know on our charge, you know. Oh and, yeah. But I, I just come back to man, David. What what humbling, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. so okay. So so, so, so yeah, just yeah. I just want to as we wrap this up today, this overview. Uh, just I want to encourage people as all of this for as we're walking through this conviction mm-hmm. and James highlighting certain parts of this letter. Uh, be encouraged. It just should magnify the love of Christ. Yeah, love of God. One of uh, so, one of my. Uh, my dear friends, Vody Bachum, I hear him always say this. If you can't say amen, you ought to say ouch. Ouch, well, yeah, right. We're going to say okay. a lot of ouch in this book, but but it is for our own good. Good. Well, David, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to this journey. Thanks for listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast. Our desire is to use the power of God's word to change lives. For more information, download our app. Join us next week for another episode of Teach Me the Bible.